Start it up then. Good welcome. Welcome. Good welcome. Good welcome. Good welcome. Welcome. Good welcome to the Bo Chewy Podcast. I am Bob. I'm Chuck. And I'm Huey. Chuck? Chuck. What's up? Nothing. <laughs> oh, you fucker. <laughs> anyway, we are here tonight, not with the bonus episode, but with an actual topic episode. Hooray for different, topics. Different from our normal topics. We are doing... A series. Well, we finally got our act we're together. We're talking we about the finally, same yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. So we, we, we started. Do, we did a couple of bonus episodes where I was the special guest, and um, we started talking about what we're going to do next, what we're going to talk about, and then one of the big points of our conversation was the fact that we were uh, Bob and I were playing the NES Classic um, and the totally different games associated with it. Sixty dollars. Yep. So we had the idea of uh, doing an episode entirely wrapped around Bubble Bobble. Yeah, Bubble Bobble. What? Fuck yes. I fucking hate that game. Get the fuck out of here. You're fired. We're going to talk about um, Mario. Yeah. Mario? Mario? Mario. Mario. Nah, let's talk about Waluigi. How about about Wario? He was a creation of Camelot Entertainment for Mario Tennis for the GameCube. Um, Anyway, I'm just making shit up. I mean, that was true. We're not talking about Kirby? I fucking I like hate that. Kirby. Like you hate game. Kirby? I'm sorry, it's, I like it. It's Kirby's Dreamland for the Game Boy was one of my favorite it's games for of all babbies. time. <laughs> 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 it is a simple game. It's for babbies. It's fun. It's a no-brainer. Babbies first. It's when you want to shut off your mind <laughs> and just have some good old wholesome suck people off. Suck people off fun. Steal their power, I guess. By sucking them up, so sucking them in. I, I think it'd be a slippery slope. We we agreed. Super if, Mario. Yeah, if if we started talking about everything associated with Mario Brothers, so we're just kind of limited to what the first three games, first three games on the, the NES. NES. Yeah, and in fact, each one of us is going to kind of lead each yep. game. So, yep. with no further ado. So what game is this? This is uh, Super Mario Brothers, <laughs> the original one, not the arcade Wait. or the versus. Wait one second. This is which one is this? Super Mario I Brothers. Didn't, I didn't understand. I didn't recognize the music. I'm sorry. Oh, okay. Sorry. I wrote up a little. Uh, Little paragraphs about this game. Can I say something? Please. In preparation for this, I noticed you had a incredibly organized essay put together. Um, I was a little impressed, actually, and I'm I'm a little anxious in listening to this this section. I will. I'll read this off, not as all at once, because that'll like be awkward. More people. Yeah. And I know you guys will want to cut in, but I have segues, I guess. Okay. Continue. So but in all fairness, I didn't really get the chance to re-edit this. Anyway, <laughs> this is this is uh, titled Super Mario Brothers by Bob. Talking points with Bob. Frustration, joy, anger, panic, exhilaration. These are just some of the feelings you will experience while playing this game. 
It all started on September 13th, 1985, when it was released in Japan. It was released later that same year in the U.S. So in 85. Some people say October, some people say November. Nobody knows the official date, because they didn't keep track of that back then. They didn't keep track of any of that shit back then. Yeah. I didn't get my first taste of it until Christmas of 88, when a certain fat man broke into my house and left it under a tree. John Belushi. (laughs) Bastard stole some milk and cookies that I unfortunately (laughs) forgot to put away. Anyway. It was John Belushi. You had a point. No, it was John Belushi. I just going to say, the fat man was... We live in Illinois, folks. John Belushi did do that every once in a while. All right. He would just show up randomly. Stay in people's houses. Did he? Uh, During the film of the Blues Brothers. All right. um, Here's the part where I could bore you with details about the game's creator, Shigeru Miyamoto. He is a legendary game designer credited with other classic titles that include... Anybody? Zelda. Legend of Zelda, Star Fox. Everything else that was amazing. And Donkey Kong, just to name a few. Just to name a few. I could also bore you with talk about the game's music and its creator, Koji Kondo, who also helped the Legend of Zelda series as well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, his sound design for Super Mario Brothers has often been cited as among the most memorable in video games. A version, which I'm going to play in him shortly, of the theme song was released in 1986 titled Go Go Mario, sung by none other than Princess Peach. It's got lyrics. I've heard this before. Yeah. I think it was on, might have been a giant bomb or might have been a lazy it's, uh, it's accompanied by a creepy ass video. Whoa. Starting off with like a little dude running around Mario. <clears throat> anyway, any interjections until I continue on? No, please continue. I want to talk about something. Okay. Yeah. So you got this game for Christmas. Yes. And it came with your It Nintendo. came with the duo, the duck. Oh, yeah, the duck hunt. The, so originally, there's like there's a real there's a standalone one. Yep. Yep. But then the most popular U.S. version is the duo with Duck Hunt and Mario. Right, because it was a bundle. Yes. Because it came with the zapper. You get more correct. That's that's more the exact value one I for had, your yeah. buck, man. Yeah, it was the it was the uh, it was like now, the action. It was the action bundle. I'm pretty sure it was Christmas of '88. I asked my mom the other day. She's like, "I go, mom, do you remember when uh, you got me my Nintendo when I was a kid, thirty some years ago?" No, she didn't remember. So were you? My dr- best guess. Is I was in uh, Washington school when I went there. That was like first through like fourth or something like that. First through third. So I had to be third grade at the oldest. Because I remember being in the playground. So that would probably put it like 80 where, 88, 87, 87, 88. So were you more drawn to Mario than Duck Hunt? I mean, Duck Hunt, you got that badass gun. No, I like the gun of Duck Hunt. Yeah. Uh, Duck I didn't. It took me a while to figure out the fireballs, so I'll be honest with that. In I, Duck Hunt? In, in Mario Brothers. Oh, to get the flower? Yeah. And shoot the fireballs. It did, like, I would get the flower and just, I'd get the suit, and then I wouldn't know. I would just keep running and going speed. I wouldn't push the other button. I would just, oh, he's bigger and cool suit. He's I, white. I didn't know until one day I was playing. I remember this now. I was playing on the playground. Some kid's like, yeah, the fireballs are awesome. I'm like, what? I got I to gotta say man. something, and I, I don't mean to hurt your Dude, feelings. Dude, I was like seven. the stupidest fucking thing I've ever heard in my I life. I was seven. <laughs> If you press the button to run, you shot a fireball. So basically, excited. you had no idea what you were doing. No, you were just I excited. Not. I did not. So, so fun fact for you, real quick. Um, you said you got it in Christmas, nineteen eighty-eight. Um, I, that's my best guess from my which, which makes sense. Makes that's just like that, uh, that's when it really it? got oh. sort of getting hot, right? And uh, so it retailed. Uh, the first original retail 
the basic package in 1987 for the NES was the 70, No, not the bundle. It was the NES. I think it was 79 bucks. I researched the heck out of this, by the way. That was a lot of money back uh, then, though. Well, the inflation calculation for that would be... So, um, well, well, let's think about this for a second. The bundle... I know the bundle for a fact. The bundle that came with the one you're talking about was $179 in really? 1988 price, which is the equivalent of three eighty nine eighty five today. Damn. Damn. Thanks, Mom and Dad. Yeah. Thank you, exactly. Mom and Dad. So, I remember, just like you, I have it on VHS when I got my... Nintendo for Christmas, and I was just elated. Oh, you got the video? Yeah, I still watch it. Are you like the Nintendo 64 kid? Oh, my God. Yes. Oh, my God. Yes. Nintendo 64. 100% <laughs> correct. We, we ended up converting all those to DVD, and like my kids see it, and I showed it to my kids, like, hey, this one I got my Nintendo. You know, it was, I was elated. It was, it was a, that was a game-changing moment for me when I was a kid. So as I continue, we should know the plot of the game as being in the fantasy setting of the Mushroom Kingdom. A tribe of turtle-like creatures known as the Koopa Troopas invaded the kingdom and used the magic of its king, Bowser, to turn its inhabitants, known as the Mushroom People, into inanimate objects such as bricks, stones, and horsehair plants. What the fuck is a horsehair plant? I don't know. What do those look like in the game? The What's plants. a horsehair plant? The plants in the game. The piranha plants? That's not, that's a piranha plant, not a horsehair plant. They don't call them plant, whatever. That's bullshit, Shigeru. No. Bowser and his army also kidnap Princess Toadstool, which later becomes Princess Peach, um, the princess of the Mushroom Kingdom, and the only one with the ability to reverse Bowser's spell. Luigi. No, Princess. Oh. She's the only one. Sorry. After hearing the news, Mario sets out to save the princess and free the kingdom from the evil Bowser. Spoiler alert. <laughs> After traveling through various parts of the kingdom and fighting Bowser's forces along the way, Mario reaches Bowser's final stronghold, where he is able to defeat him by striking an axe on the bridge suspended over lava he is standing on, breaking the bridge, defeating Bowser, and allowing for the princess to be freed and thus saving the Mushroom Kingdom. Real Everyone quick. knows that old story. Absolutely. Right? So you, if you've played Super Mario, it's <sighs> levels it's 1 through 8, and each has got a sub-level, 2, 3, and 4. So yep. it's one 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 two one three one four. Yep. All right. So at the end of one four, for example, you drop Bowser into the under into the lava. Mm-hmm. You got the axe. Mm-hmm. Okay. Who the fuck is the chick you save there? That says your princess in uh, the castle. It's Toad, ain't it? No, it's a. Is it? It's not Toad. It's, it's Toad. It's Toad. The it's princess is until yeah, the toad, end. Dude. The princess has a huge nose, by the way. It's Toad. Is it Toad? Yeah. It's Toad. No. Yeah. It, there's a chick standing there. No, no, nope. it's Toad, dude. God damn you all! You're burning this to the ground. I I hate Mario Brothers one. Really? He's no. never beat it. <laughs> I like Duck Hunt. To be fair, I got my Super uh, my Super Nintendo, my Nintendo about the same time you did in 1988 or so, and by yeah. that time there were so many games out. You know what I mean? I passed Mario right over. I wasn't uh, fortunate enough to be um, playing that many games. I got Tetris, I got Mario Duck Hunt, and I got Jaws. I would have played the shit out of Jaws. I did. Tetris. Uh, Dude, I did. I played the shit out of Jaws, I played the shit out of Tetris, and I played the shit out of Mario and Duck Hunt. I would sit 
I remember sitting close to the TV with the zapper, just shooting the clay pigeon. Just oh yeah, man, clay pigeons. Yeah, that was fun. Robbed you, and I would shoot the dog. So real quick, oh, I would too. always shoot the dog. Yeah, I hated that dog. Um, so Toad, he was capturing Toad too. No, Toad was just seriously like, man, you beat him, but you didn't beat him. Why is he doing standing there? Toad's a traitor. What's he doing standing there? I don't know. I bet you, Huey, now that you mention that, think about this. So at the end of each level, there's a toad. Yeah. There's a toad yeah. standing there waiting to tell yep. you, you done fucked up, guy. Yep. You, I mean, you came to the right castle, but this bitch ain't in this castle. No. So you got to go somewhere else. Yep. He's just chilling, waiting. I bet you anything all those toads had something to do with the abduction of the princess. Was there just one toad, or were there many different I, toads? Well, there, well, unless that one toad was, was there, going into was there seven, seven other castles. Co- toads? I would have to imagine there were seven different, unless there was just one toad going to seven castles. Okay, Mario, game aside right now, was there many different toads in the oh. game series? I remember two, just the boy and the girl. Uh, in the later ones, there was different, on. there was different colored toad head. So different colors means different persons, like basically. I don't know. Anyway, can I continue? Can I continue? Yeah, I'm sorry. I don't got much more. I don't got much more because I know you don't like this game. I don't care about this game. It's fine. I know. Okay, ready? Mm. Huey? Yeah. Super Mario Brothers was highly successful and helped popularize side-scrolling platform games. Mm -hmm. Excluding ports and re-releases, the original NES version of the game has sold... 40.24 40.24 million copies, making it the best-selling video game in the Mario series and one of the best-selling video games of all time, all time, with 29 million copies sold in North America. That's a shit ton for just one game. Yeah, it's it was it works the same way as like how Wii Sports is the, like the most sold game ever. Yeah. It was the all-time best-selling right. game for over 20 years until its lifetime sales were ultimately surpassed by Wii Sports, which... Wii Sports wasn't a standalone title. It was sold with the Wii. Mario was a standalone title, but it was also so, a yeah, game. So, yeah, I've seen that as well. I've seen where they've broken out. So does that mean a shit ton of Nintendos with Mario were sold and a shit ton of Wii Sports were mm-hmm. sold? Yep. Right. Well, didn't Wii Sports get the console generation award for last generation for, like, most sold? Yeah. Most units yeah, sold, it did. right? Well, yeah, it, it, but it, it was a pack-in game. That's, yeah, that's yeah. That was a good game. Though. I mean, it, was game uh, it was fun. Uh, content aside, the game the game was groundbreaking because y- you had you had multiple levels of dynamics here, right? So you had take away the side scrolling factor. You had a, you had a character that can break blocks, choose different power ups, uh, have different methodology of of warping, have have different levels and sub zones, um, water worlds. It was a visually stunning game for the time. And and the other piece of that too is that. The depth of gameplay was more—I wouldn't say complicated, but it was—it was definitely more challenging than what was out there. I mean, the NES games were being built at the it's time. Still challenging. It man. is. NES games were being built at the time to be challenging, right? Because you wanted to get your money's worth. And because they couldn't like—they um, couldn't like build awesome-looking games with graphics. They had to be. No, but that? if you look into—if you look into the design of this game, like the the lengths that they had to go through to fit. The, the amount of memory and programming it took to fit into the limited capability and capacity of a cartridge at the time. It was, I it think, was pretty impressive. I think it said like this game was like 256 megabytes or something like that. It, it's the, the, to get back to that real quick, how about how it's a, the development of that game. A side scroller like that on a home console, 
console was unheard of. Exactly. It, it was, this is one of the exactly. first ones to do that, to actually be able to scroll across the screen and to do that. And when you say the graphic capability, for that time, the graphic capability can't be matched. Like, in fact, no. PCs at that time weren't even able to make a side-scrolling game Correct. that did it like Mario. John Carmack and John Romero, the guys I'm actually going to talk about that in a little bit here. Actually, at one point, it was a feat that they were able to achieve back in the day to make a Mario clone for the PC. And they went to Nintendo to tell them, look, we can actually make that scrolling environment. Um you know, we can we can do this. We can port Mario to the PC, and Nintendo declined them. They didn't want to do it. And Nintendo doesn't like giving up their license, man. Well, it wasn't even back then. It wasn't even a matter of license. No. It was just they're like, nah, we don't really care about the PC. Yeah, we got they, it. we're selling Super our own Mario systems. Mario Three has a little story to that, uh, that, to that piece. Yeah. So let me uh, finish off just what I got research written down. Um, I don't know if you in my research I came across things called speed runs. Yeah. Yeah, those are huge. Sure, speed runs you know, are a big speed runs through this game. And I didn't really know how um, detailed and technical these people get. And, man, in in the video I watched, it was like a 20-minute video of the guy showing how the guy who got the world record level got four it. Level 4-2. Got it. It's right? all about level 4-2, correct? No, no, no. That's it's more level. than that, dude. There is stuff that involves, like, glitches. Yeah. Glitches into the bricks, glitches into the yes. flagpole. There, there's a video by... If you... Um, okay, say you're running and you jump. Say you run, jump, and turn and look left, but you're still jumping. You're going to like go faster because you're looking that way. Correct. It's, based on, it's, way. it's, it's based on how many pixels the, the, the game can process on a depth. And there's like frames per second, too, you, stuff you can do. Like There's like... That game, for the time, it, it actually runs at 60 frames per second, and that game does. But like I, I, I'm not gonna go on the technicals about it because I don't really understand. I didn't really remember, or I didn't really. Um, it's really technical. Like there's like <laughs> that game. It there's is. like uh, the way they put it is like there's like a bus that picks you up every so many um, frames. You know, every every 22 frames or 27 frames per second, the level or it, it resets itself. So if you do certain things in certain times, you the speed rundown time. It, watch the video, just YouTube it. You know what I mean. Speedrunners are good at that. And if shit, you're interested man, in it, just speed run, just just YouTube the video. I I okay. What I think what you're talking about is, is there, there's a YouTube channel called Summoning Salt. I see. I, oh no, I'm not talking about no channel specifically. I'm just talking. No, about there's a dude called Summoning Salt. He do, he does uh, he does these video game history things. Yeah. And he he did a 20 minute video on four two. And four two is like the quintessential level where oh. it's the key to, to break the speed run. And what he's talking about. Well, there's is, certain things you can do in that level. Right. It's the different mechanisms that they use to to break the pixelated rate that that the game allows you to frame at. And you can move Mario ahead in yes. the frame without Correct. moving the frame ahead. That, yes. That's fucking bananas. It is crazy. Like the dude, I watched the dude jump, run, and jump into the bricks, and jump into the bricks, and just go it it, into the bricks. But like the screen didn't move, he did, and then he st- the screen started moving. But, but be clear too, though, on those speed runs, um, figuring that out. Uh, there's a big debate in that world because figuring that out takes it takes an emulator, and you have to crack the codes to understand that. Mm. Um, so a lot of the argument against some of the speed runs is like, don't get me wrong, like you can't get a legit speed run unless you do it on uh, the original software, etc. Right? 
But in order to figure out how to crack those codes, a lot of those guys use emulators and, and, and mods and things like that to figure out how to break that. And, and so there's argument that, that there's big debate in that, that video game community on whether or not it's legit um, because people are using essentially new technology to bust that, right? Okay. So, I mean, it's, the, the video is incredible. Well, I was trying some of the – like I've been playing all this week. I've been playing Super Mario Brothers, obviously. Um, and I was trying to do some of the things that this, the guy that had the world record to do. Like he would jump over the piranha plants, and it looked like on the screen it looked like he was getting eaten. Mm-hmm. But due to the hit boxes, he wasn't. Yep. Fucking. <laughs> and I was trying it on, on the <laughs> Nintendo Classic that I got. And it was doing it. You it have was, to be was, you have to be Johnny on the spot. Even if you're that's precision. Exactly. Yeah. With the guy. Okay. Before we get any further, the speed the world record was set on February 16th of this year, 2018, yep. by a dude named Cosmic D12, whatever. Nice. Four minutes, 56 seconds, and 4.462 hundredths of a second. Right. I actually. I w- that's not the record. It was what? beaten in May. Oh fuck. That's how records Four go. minutes, 56 seconds, .245. Jesus. That's the record. I watched Dean beat it in seven minutes without dying. I could beat it in that I, time back I, in the day. It was awesome. And he didn't He didn't die. He blew, blew right through it. It was awesome. That game is all about repetition. If you keep doing it and do it over and over again, you're going to eventually like, nail it one, yeah, one time. Debo's got that muscle memory from playing that game and being able to knock it out like that. And yeah. He just does it like well, I was Mega Man Two with me. Like I had that muscle memory. I'm just gonna knock it out. Yeah. Like, like this it. week, I didn't beat the game. I wanted to, but the farthest I got was eight three. Oh, you had to make the jump. The big long one. The long jump with the the one block. You have Little to land tiny. on and hit it again. Yep. Mm, maybe it's a pain in the butt. Yeah, it is. I know that level. It is, but like, it, uh, seriously, you YouTube that video of the guy. He just makes it look so easy. I don't know. I don't know if he's if he's if he's playing that on an emulator or a system. Well, in order to crack, like I said, in order to actually get official, you have to have it verified like, or whatever. But it's like that's how Billy Mitchell got nailed. But they they practice over and yeah. over and over and over and over again all day, every day, all day. Yeah, he like it know. showed his counter. Yeah, I think it was like his hundred thirty eighth try that day or hundred eighty third yeah. try that day. Oh yeah. Jesus! So that's all I got for Super Mario Brothers. I remember playing it as a kid. I loved it. Um, I remember just beating it over and over again. I remember the the very first time I beat it, I was so excited. <laughs> I got the same feeling that I get now when I play a Siege. <laughs> that was the feeling I had when, when I win beat in Siege. When, or when no, you're like the last. Say like you're one v four. Yeah. And you take the four people you out. Get the heart flutters. The heart flutters. That's how I felt. Yeah, I got the palpitation. I get that. I get that. I, I, I remember. I remember beating that game. Because it's, time. it's 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 kind of like. Kind of like an achievement. You're like, hey, man. Well, especially at that age. That man. wasn't easy. Yeah, did exactly. A, did you ever beat a second playthrough where everything turn, all the Goombas turn into beetles? Yeah. 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 Like, and yeah. You, yeah. you can do like a level select at the very beginning. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. It was harder, I never, but yeah. more challenging. I, 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 wasn't, I didn't play that one all the time. That's cool, though. So what so, next is Super Mario Brothers, Super Mario Land? Um, Mario World. We're gonna skip NES and talk about Mario sixty four. Um, God, I love Super that Mario sixty four. Yes, nah, I never you're right. It. No, sorry. We're gonna talk, talk about. about um, you want me to talk about Super Mario Brothers two instead? I think you should. Yeah, Super Mario Brothers two. You know, back in the day, Nintendo had this thing. It was really weird. They thought that markets would get tired 
if you put out a game yep. that was exactly the same as the game before. So you look at Legend of Zelda, and then you look at Zelda 2. Different. Completely different. Oh, absolutely. You look at Castlevania, and then you look at Simon's Quest, which is the second Castlevania game. And granted, it's Konami. It's not so much Nintendo, but it's it's still the same, same but the, basic But principle. the same principle holds, it, yeah. Completely different games. You go, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Super Mario Brothers 2 is a completely different game, but it's different for another reason. Super Mario, Bro- Super Mario Brothers 2, uh, the Japanese version, was actually released in 1986. So Super Mario Brothers one was released when? It was nineteen eighty six. It was Mar- not in America, in Japan. In Japan. It was released in eighty six? Eighty six, yeah. And this one was released in eighty six also. Hey. Well, because they did kind of th- feel this is an expansion. Um it was a higher difficulty. It looked very similar to Super Mario Brothers, the first one. Yep. Um the difference was there was some elements uh, to characters that were different. Like this was the first time Luigi actually really did have a different difference than Mario. Really he played as Luigi. Yep. You could actually it did do a little bit of a flutter jump. Um, not much different, but it did do a little bit of a flutter jump. Um, there was uh-huh. mushrooms in okay. the game that were poisoned. Yep. That Ooh. would would kill you, or if you were big, it would take you down. Um, and when you jumped in the air, sometimes there would be gusts of wind that actually came through and would ad- change your jump. It would change your jump trajectory or change your uh, speed or whatever else. So anyway, Super Mario Brothers 2 in Japan was that. And Nintendo decided, the Nintendo of America, Howard Phillips, who was like the game master guy, yeah. worked for Nintendo Power, all that other shit, uh, deci- everybody had decided this game is not fun. It's not cool. It's not fun. And I don't think people are going to like it. So in 1988, they decided to release a different Super Mario Brothers 2. And this is the Super Mario Brothers 2 that we're all familiar with. Yeah. With Mario on the cover, with the sky blue background, and jumping, holding the turnip in his fucking hand. I always thought it was an onion. Onion. It might have been an onion. It kind of looked like a turnip to me. It was a turnip, probably. The reason why this game is different <laughs> is because this game was actually a game called Unikojo Doki Doki Panic. Oh, yeah. It was a game that was actually uh, was developed uh, with Nintendo and Fuji Television um, to coincide with the Yumikojo 87 event. It was a festival that was showcasing these this uh this TV station's characters and everything else. The original characters were uh, Mama, Papa, Lena, and Inujin. Those characters were also the festival mascots, the the Papa, the Mama, the Lena, Inujin. Um, the game was originally being developed um, with... They wanted to do... Uh, uh, Ken, Kensuke Tanabe wanted to make a vertical co-op game. Okay, A game that instead of scrolling side to side went up and down. Okay. And so that this game that you could pick up and throw things or pick up and throw the player or pick up and throw another block, he wanted to make that. And he got frustrated with it complete like kind of just put it off to the off to the side for a little while on the side until burner. they needed a game for this festival. And then they're like, "You know what? Skin the characters with the festival mascots. Um work with Shigeru Miyamoto, make this work." They did. Okay? So that's when Miyamoto gets involved. Now we need a game to take across to U.S. markets. We're really worried about the U.S. market because we don't want some kind of – we don't want to send over a game that's going to piss them off 
that's going to have them lose interest in Mario. Or lose interest in video games lose, again. And that's the other thing. Lose interest in videos again, video games again. They're already pissed off at Atari because the way Atari yeah, saturated that was a the bad market. Deal. And that video game crashed. They don't want another one to fucking happen yeah. over a shit-ass game. No. So they're like, well, what we're going to do is we're going to go ahead and reskin Super Mario or Super uh, Doki Doki Panic with the Mario characters. We're gonna leave everything. the uh, The boss Wart, he's he's made up. That was all part of the story. Um, it we're gonna we're gonna send that to America instead in 1988. So uh, all the characters, like the bad guys in this game, were never originally Mario canon. They just no, no adapted to it because like Birdo and like was there isn't there a mouse. Ah, uh, that's Mauser. Yeah, he okay. throws bombs. Okay. Yeah, none of those characters were actually Mario canon. Like Birdo became canon. Birdo's oh yeah. In, Birdo's in like Mario Tennis and shit like that. Birdo became part of that Mario family, but uh, you don't see Wart anymore, which is the main bad guy in the, at the end of this game. Um, it it was all part of the story that they had crafted for Doki Doki Panic. Uh, for these characters, these festival mm. mascots to go with. Uh, it had a total Arabian theme. It was supposed to, rather than a dream, spoiler alert, it, it was a book. It was a book with yeah. an Arabian theme um, that kind of just... Is that why there's like desert settings? You got and, it. Okay. Desert settings and you go into pots and the, even the music well, is, correct, is... Correct me if I'm wrong, but didn't Doki Doki setting also originally was designed with uh, a map? Uh, level level cho- you can choose the level map uh, in the original version and they, that was taken out for Super Mario Brothers two. I don't remember seeing that. Yeah, I think it was. <laughs> <laughs> I don't yeah, remember. he thinks he thinks yeah he's right. I do know that <laughs> in the original Doki Doki Panic, you couldn't beat the game officially unless you beat every level with every character. So with all four characters, you had to beat every level okay. with every character in order to do that, which well, they took out, which they took out for the American release. Um, it Super Mario Brothers two is the fourth highest selling NES game of all time. Fourth highest? Yep, behind uh, Super Mario Brothers and Duck Hunt, which is the first two, and then Super Mario Brothers 3, and then Super Mario Brothers 2. So the first one beat Super Mario Brothers 3? No. Yeah, the first one did. Yeah. First one's one of the highest most selling games of all time. Okay. And then the rest of that list is Zelda, Tetris, Dr. Mario, Zelda 2, TMNT, and Excitebike. But that's just for fun. Uh, yeah, it sold like. 10 million copies. It was a huge hit in America to the fact where after America got it, even though Japan had already had Doki Doki Panic, they actually released Super Mario Brothers 2, in J- the, the American version, in Japan. And it was called uh, Super Mario Brothers USA in Japan. Super Mario Brothers USA? Yep. <laughs> in 1993, Super Mario Brothers 2 actually did finally come to America. I wonder if the people in Japan that had... Doki Doki Panic, and then they bought Super Mario Brothers 2 USA. They're like, what the nah, fuck? It was a big hit there, too. Really? It was a big hit it's in Japan, huge. too. Yeah. Even it, though it was it, basically it, the same game? I think they kind of knew it. Mm. I think they kind of knew it. In so none of them were duped, you think? No. In 1993, <laughs> Super Mario Brothers 2 actually, the Japanese one, did actually come to America. It was in Super Mario Brothers All-Stars for the Super Nintendo. Yep. Um, Super Mario it was All-Stars. called The Lost Levels. Lost Levels, that's it right. It was called The Lost Levels. Um, that was hard as shit, yeah, man. Yeah, the, the things were Luigi had had reduced ground friction, which means he slid a little bit more and he could jump a little bit higher. There was no two-player option in that game, uh, the poison mushrooms. Uh, there was level warps that actually took you back. Oh, really? They were bad. Yep. 
Um, gust of air. We talked about that. Um, yeah. And by even when the game got released in America, everybody kind of got to see why it wasn't originally released right after Mario. They waited, and then they kind of just reskinned this Doki Doki Panic and sent it out. Uh, I think you made a very important point, though, because if I remember the story correctly and from what you just said, um, Nintendo heavily relied on sending their games to this one dude that was kind of running the distribution in the United States in this warehouse, and he would test play these games before releasing them. The Howard Phillips. Yeah, and he, he, sent it, he pretty much sent that, the lost levels back saying, no way. Yeah, he said it was you know, inc- no way. incredibly unfair yeah. and frustrating. Yeah. Like, it was not, it's not a fun game. It is. So we have to credit that dude. Yeah. Like with he was bringing the, us the franchise we have now. First Game Master. Yeah, exactly. Um, it is. It really <laughs> It really was. He, yeah, he was quoted as saying, this is, I mean, it's an important game. Like, it, like, people look at it as being extremely challenging if you can get through it. It's it's really a something. How, but, was it like eight levels again? Yeah, it was okay. a similar setup. I never played it. Yeah, that's because or of each it. of the characters. Yeah, I was I misspoke. So yeah, you you had a huge character in the different levels, mm-hmm. and I yeah you I remember seeing each. that. Yep, correct. In yeah. case for those listening Say at home, again. Huey Say showed me on his laptop where he thought there was an overworld map. Oh, I'm but not. Actually, it was the yeah. Have to beat it with every character. For those of you listening yeah. at home and on the road, <laughs> Huey just. Uh, in case, just in case I left this out, you haven't played Super Mario Brothers two. In the American version of Super Mario Brothers two, and in Doki Doki Panic, each one of the characters—Mario, Luigi, Peach, and Toad—have different abilities. In different levels, what? they yeah. Princess was I awesome, know. man. Princess had a, a float jump. She could actually jump up. Just she wasn't a super high jump, but she could jump and then float across things. Mario was kind of like a yeah, he's good, at, kind of good at everything, but he not was great. all rounded. Yeah. yeah. Luigi jumped extremely high into the air, but twiddle actually legs. had it. Yep, at the twiddle legs. That was something that they added. It yep. wasn't in the original Doki Doki Panic. Mm. And then Toad was quick. He was fast. He was actually my guy. And you I pick like that Toad. guy when you go to the desert level, man. You dig, like a, dig like a mother. He is the best digger there is. He's my number one digger. He throws down, man. He's my number one digger. I have to say, Super Mario 2 is probably one of my favorite games of all time. Uh,. <laughs> When I got a hold of a copy of Super Mario 2, I played the heck out of that game. And But what was great about it was, because uh, I had a sister uh, roughly within the same age. Is she gone now? No, she's no longer my sister. We disowned her. Um, oh, wow. No, no, she's still my sister. We love her. She's great. Oh, hey, shout congratulations out to her. On the, congratulations on the baby. Um, so, Adorable. Yeah, he's cute. So um, it would be it was awesome for us as kids from the context of, like, it was the first game she got to play where she got to be a girl. So we would oh, okay, we would yeah. we would pass the controller back and forth, and like we shared a lot of time together playing uh, Super Mario Brothers because of Princess. That's so fucking sweet, dude. Nice. Like honestly, I didn't even think about that, but yeah, that's the first game I can remember where you could play as a girl. We I, I can't think of it. No, she Metroid. loved it. No, yeah, well, <laughs> well, yeah, but you didn't know that. One. But you didn't. Nobody know that. knew that. Yeah, the thing. I mean, but that's the thing is that like my biggest childhood memory was just sharing that experience with Brittany. Um, she got to be princess, you know. That's pretty funny. Pretty nice. cool. The other thing was the thing that never came back was that remember you crouch? You'd crouch. If you held crouch long enough, you got to you'd do the power super up. jump. You'd power up. You had to do the super yeah. jump up. Loved that. Yep. 
Mario does a lot. You would, of you would look like uh, you look like you just uh, captured a, a star up, right? Yeah, you would flash. You would start, like flashing. And and it was bonk. weird. You get those potions. Like you'd pull, you'd be pulling yeah. plants out of the ground. That was like one of the dynamics of this game. What was, was up right with... on top of stuff and be able to pull plants out of the ground. And sometimes you'd grab a potion. And you could throw the potion yes. down and turn into a door. Go and you'd go world. into the door and it would be like a flip side. Yeah, it was awesome. You get a one up. When you pull the radishes, or you, you get you get coins. the coins, yep. and you get a one yeah. up, and the coins went to the uh, the the, the slot rule. machine yeah, game the slot at the machine. end of the game, or you could get a big ah. mushroom, and if you put it in the right place, you can, a mushroom be sitting there. You could use a mushroom and get another, which uh, has a very point. important tie to Nintendo's history because Nintendo. Well, we'll get to it in Super Mario Brothers three, but Nintendo had a very the, its origin. His origin was uh, card gaming and gaming in general. For, oh yeah, you know, that, slots no, like you that. didn't. You didn't get the memo. Uh, three oh, was passed. We were yeah. doing Luigi's Mansion next. Oh shoot! I'm yeah, not... but Nintendo has that whole uh, that whole. That's where they started. Was I'm not ready cards for this, guys. Gaming cards and um, yeah. Actually, um, before you start Mario Brothers three, I just want to say that's my favorite game. One of my favorite games of all time. Mine too. So we're gonna skip it and we're gonna talk about ET for the Atari. <laughs> <laughs> the game that brought down an entire yeah. an entire uh, economy industry. Yeah. <laughs> Destroyed it. Kept everybody away. One more thing about Super Mario Brothers 2. We talked about it in an episode we did forever ago. I had never beaten it in my entire life until someone said that I couldn't do it, and then I went and did it. So that Mario 2, well, I've never played it since. How long was it? Like how many levels? Eight. Yeah. Okay. It's the same. I'll tell you what, though. The the boss levels were... Game changer, man! Like you, ca- you caught stuff out of the air and chucked it, or you used the bombs on the rat. Well, you would it have was awesome. Well, man. you have Mauser who threw bombs at you. Yep. You pick them up and throw them back. Then the next guy was the three. It was the the snake with three yeah, heads. Yeah, yeah. You would pick up the the solid like blocks and throw them at him. Yeah. Wart actually, you threw stuff at him, or no, he spit stuff at you. You had to catch it out of midair and yep. throw it back. Throw it back at, at him, Birdo. Birdo shot the eggs. You had to, you, yep. could, you could you jump on top them, of the yeah. eggs. There was a couple of Birdos, though. Yeah. Oh, there was a couple different kinds, yeah. too. Some of them would only shoot fireballs. Yeah. You couldn't do it. Like, this game was so different than the original Mario Brothers. And, th- I mean, yes, for good reason. It wasn't originally a Mario game, but I think it's more remembered as a Mario game, even in Japan. Absolutely. Than it was Doki Doki Panic for this. It's still festival. treasured, man. It's you think a great that game. guy got paid? Which guy? The guy that created Doki Doki Panic. Yeah, well, he, the guy who created Doki Doki Panic was was Kensuke Tanabe, and he actually did stuff for Metroid Prime. He's done stuff mm. for uh, Legend of Zelda: Link to the Past. I mean, he's no he's no joke. He's no slouch. Bathroom break. Are you doing? Are you gonna take a bathroom? I gotta break? take a f- man real bad. This is gonna be instantaneous for everyone at home. You know that, right? What do you mean? It's gonna be instantaneous. We're gonna cut it off. And it's gonna be magical. Just go ahead. Yes. So magical. And I'm back. That was quick. It's disgusting. It wasn't actually. It was I washed my hands. Thirty-five fucking minutes. I washed my this. hands, guys. He didn't. So anyway, so you got to you got to <laughs> take yourself back to like yeah, let's see, eighty-eight, eighty-nine, okay. Mm. Especially eighty-nine. Yes. Nintendo had its peak. Um, a lot of games out. What what system came out is starting to beat the hell out of it. Sega. Yeah, Sega Genesis is uh, starting to hit it. Okay, so um, Nintendo. Well, go ahead. Can we? Uh, Sega Genesis was the first 16-bit system to hit America, and Nintendo was still rolling around in 8-bits for a little while. Exactly. Because Sega abandoned its master system as fast as it did. Yep. But it was because the Sega Genesis was backwards compatible to the master system with an adapter. 
So we you you have you have you have two different places and times that we're talking about here. Okay, you have Japan, all right. You have Japan in '88, and you have the United States in '88. The United States is a little behind right now. Um, mm-hmm. So you do have Sonic. Okay, Sonic is out. In 19 when? Sonic is out. Uh, so the whole development around Super Mario Three is is kind of is, is kind of understanding that that Sonic is is starting to become. Hey, look at this crazy new game, Sonic, right? Sonic came in 91, Mario came first. Correct. 100% correct. We're still on the same page. Yeah, here. We, we are. We actually are. Yes. I didn't okay. I didn't realize they were that fucking close. Yeah, man. it was super close. I mean, you just have you you have this feeling of a new generation of of system coming out. Right or a new generation of gaming coming out, right? Well, yeah, Genesis. Already absolutely, there, yeah. absolutely. So, so you, you, so you have Nintendo, who um, I think if you if you re- if you start reading into this, you're starting to get in the later stages of Nintendo when it was starting to become like kitty, uncool kitty, because you have this badass Sega Genesis uh, type stuff coming out. Yeah, it was trying to push that. Yeah, it was I, really pushing that yeah. that heavy thing. And uh, I mean, if you even look back at some of the ads, Nintendo, they were uh, from Sega. Yeah, they were very sexualized and. I remember Brutal. the Sega does what Nintendo. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, um, so in Japan, they come out with Super Mario Brothers three in October of nineteen eighty eight. All right, mm-hmm. huge hit there. Now we'll get into we'll get into the, the reasons why it's a hit in in a minute here. Go ahead, real quick. So Super Mario Brothers two, for in Japan, came out in eighty six. Correct. So two years later, they yes. got they got. Super Mario Brothers three, the one that we're familiar with. Oh, they're turning them out, baby, dude. That's that's two years t- turn time. It's the same with 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 us because we got in eighty six, we got Mario one, eighty eight, we got Mario two. So now ninety, we're getting Mario three. Right. So th- th- and that's the, that's the trick of this whole thing is that they have this budget of eight hundred k, which is the equivalent today Shit. of one point seven million dollars. Right. Uh, they're developing Super Mario Brothers three in Japan. It eventually comes out eighty eight. Right. Real quick, just to put that in perspective, like GTA Five was the most expensive game ever made. It's like a hundred over a hundred million dollars. Yeah. So, what was the budget for Mario Three? Eight hundred thousand dollars. There you go. Which, by inflation, would be one point seven million dollars. There you go. That's nuts. Yeah, it is. So, we here in the United States did not get the pleasure of playing Super Mario Brothers Three in nineteen eighty eight. We did not. Why? Because Super Mario Brothers Two came out. <laughs> In 1988. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, why why didn't we get the chance, Huey? So, during that time frame, when you also had the Sega Genesis coming up, and you had all these different gaming systems coming in, there was a huge shortage of ROM chips. Oh, the chip shortage. And it was killing the U.S. market in uh, getting games over here. So, the game was essentially uh, delayed two years. So, it, it came out in Japan October 1988. It didn't arrive into the U.S. until February of 1990. Um, one of the things they did, though, they recognized the fact that they had to market this, market this game in the United States. Mm. So, they found a little movie being made that they figured they would uh, somehow get Get it in there. I fucking love this movie. You know what? I want to. I want to talk about this movie. We should. Okay. I think we should. Hey, wait. Is this a movie podcast inside a video game podcast? It is. You know, we might as well just fucking Easter shoehorn egg. it right in. Easter egg. I will. So. I, I'm down. Let's do it. I know this movie well. I got a funny story too. So the wizard uh, debuts. 
wizard. And Chuck, can you do us the pleasure of giving us a quick synopsis? The Wizard, uh, starring Fred Savage, um, is about a boy, Fred Savage, who decides to run away from home and grab his half-brother, who they believe has a mental handicap, um, takes him to California. So bad. On a road trip to California, they realize that the half-brother is a fucking savant at video games. Um, he meets up with another young girl who accompanies them on their trip, and they decide to go to the video game championships at Universal Studios Hollywood. To which they um, play. Eventually, in the final round, because first they played Ninja Gaiden. Yep, they did. And in the second round, or the last round, they play Super Mario Brothers 3. So, Super Mario Brothers 3 essentially debuted in the U.S. in that mm-hmm. movie. Gimme, gimme, gimme. And Jimmy Wood. I... That clip, or that scenes with that video game, was its debut. Yeah, in the United States, correct. He's Giving up one of its secrets was one its debut. Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay. Nintendo Power so was already we're, we're gonna So we're going to talk about okay. this. We're going to talk about this. I didn't mean to like rush along. No, no, like, no, 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 no. Because I'm going to get into I didn't some, know that was like its debut in the We're going to get deep here, bro. Okay. It's going to get deep. So I, I, I was looking into this, this, this stuff for... Um, you know, to talk about this, and I decided to watch the movie. The the, the wizard. Yep, got through it most of the way. I fucking love you it. Got watch through the whole thing. End. No, 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 no. Okay. Got through it most of the way. Satisfied mm. until Super Mario Brothers Three debuted. Have you watched that recently? Yes. Do you know the premise of how you win the tournament? Uh, it was the, it was to get farthest along. No. It's points. Yeah. Yeah, but he technically he gets. Yeah, you're right. It is. It is points. It's points based because he beats ninja. He gets a bunch of points at Ninja Gaiden, and then he goes and he gets. He technically gets the most points from warping. So it's funny when you watch the movie now. So versus when I was when I was younger, because you don't pay attention to this kind of stuff. When you watch the movie now, first of all, during the whole, because they give him ten minutes or so to get as many points as they can, the, the winner comes out. Right, mm-hmm. he's against. That's the first thing they announce. The, the announcer's like, w- w- "Get points. You have ten minutes. Go start." Right. Video well, then it becomes it somehow morphs into the the getting to the end game, and it's not about points while they're playing it. Obviously, if it was about points, I would just go straight to the coin level and just repeat that level over and over again and just jack well, points. They don't know what the coin level is. They never played the game before. Fair. A new game? Fair Nobody comment. told us there was going to be a new game. A new game. Fair comment, but they, they didn't progress at all. It was all <laughs> based on level one, and they showed the giant world one time. Um, yeah, they showed the giant world one. Was I watched it. This. More Grissom or Lucas Barton who got to it? Um, I don't remember who I was. I had to be Jimmy. I think it was. I think it was Jimmy. Because he's the only one who warped. He warped. Yeah. Grab the star, Jimmy. Yeah. Grab the star. He dies to a bunch. Um, and the other yeah, he did die a couple Maura times. Dies. And, and, and if you watch doesn't. the deaths, if you watch, if you, if you watch the deaths, they're they're pathetic. Like <laughs> yeah, <I laughs> he know. just walks into a goomba. I, I hope mean, he it's doesn't. Bad. You I know? hope he doesn't whiz on somebody. So that that's where the game <laughs> debuted, and I just have all sorts of problems with it because they they show him in like World One. Two and then he goes back to one one and it's just a wreck. All right, it don't makes look me at mad. it like it just let me makes me mad. let don't me refocus like, this. Let me refocus this as a laser. The biggest point about that movie was at the very end of that movie. What game did they show for the first time? Super Mario Brothers Three. Super Mario Brothers Three. And did, have you ever seen that game before this? No. Nope. Nobody had. But it it actually it came out on video I believe before the game was released. 
and it was the first time I had seen it. And it was that's how everybody knows what that the, first yeah. warp whistle is. So then it came out, and <laughs> boom, the whistle. this game blows up in the United States. Oh, fuck yeah, it explodes. So let's let's get ourselves let's get ourselves an idea here. In the first two days alone, what? How many copies do you think this sucker sold? Forty million. I <laughs> know two hundred fifty thousand copies the first day. <laughs> um, Nowadays it would be forty million. By '93, the game had sold four and seven millions, four and seven million unbundled units in Japan and the United Jesus. States, respectively. In the United States alone, the game generated over five hundred million in revenue for Nintendo. Um, as of 2011, Super Mario Brothers 3 remains the highest grossing non-bundled game home video to date. Fuck yeah. Grossing a whopping $1.7 billion. Billion I, dollars. I think I said on a podcast before we had a, um, uh, neighborhood, uh, rental <clears throat> place via, uh, a video store. Yeah. A video we store. had a neighborhood video store and I swear to you to the day they went out of business. I think they went out of business in like 2002. Oh, uh, the wait list. I think they still had a wait list for Super Mario Brothers three. Like it was, and like, Seriously. And, and my and Micah, who's probably listening to this right now, it, you, he knows exactly what I'm talking about. That place still had a wait list for Super Mario Brothers three to be able to get it's it. It's a good game, man. It was a fucking phenomenon. So what, what, why though? Think about the context of why it, the game was such a phenomenon. It was fun. I can tell you why. Go ahead. All right. So Mario, first of all, this was after two. He was already an icon. Yep. Mario, you go back to three, which is more like the first game, except for nine million times better. So they took the idea of and why. The were better. Yep, we'll let Mario shoot fireballs, but why not let Mario do a few other things too? So like, let me let me interject now. Go right ahead. Okay. <laughs> sure. What you're sure talking showies. about is depth to the game. Fuck. All right, yes. so let's 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 just uh, here, here's my little see my little chart here. I got a chart. You have a chart. I have that's, a chart. That's very good. Uh, major ground banking <laughs> changes that evolved to this franchise. Mm-hmm. Okay, they introduced the super leaf where you're allowed to fly. The Love whole it. idea of gravity was such a complex programming issue that they spent a lot of time getting that to feel just right. Because think about it, you're you're flying in this game, mm-hmm. and and the gravity, the just the dynamic of gravity alone is a complex programming challenge. Sliding down hills. Oh yeah, butt slide. You can free climb vines now, up down instead of being forced yeah. up. Yeah. Okay. That's, okay. Um, you can pick up objects. Now hold on I a would, second. Wait, real quick. I would you can, you I can, would argue that in Super Mario Brothers Two, you, you can, can free climb the vines. Can you? I don't remember. Oh hell yeah. Um, I don't remember either. I can't tell you. I know you sure. couldn't free climb in the first one. No, you go up the vine that would automatically make it go up. It yep. was, so it, it wasn't groundbreaking, maybe, but there was definitely more vine related, where it was more of a dynamic of the game rather than uh, like finding a different level or. Well, two had that. But, Correct. But two was, you could build off that. Yes. Um. You you had more dynamic objects you can pick up, right? My favorite thing of all time, the Tanuki suit, which introduced the ground pound, where you froze what? yourself in air and came down. Okay. What's the Tanuki suit? The Tanuki suit made you look like a raccoon, kind of, but okay. instead of like like a teddy bear raccoon, yeah. and if you tail. press down and B at the same time, you turn into a statue. Oh. Yeah. You don't remember the Tanuki Level suit? Level five. I do. Okay. Five I just don't get. remember exactly. Yeah, and then while that. you were a Tanuki, no enemies can touch you while you're in Tanuki phase. Which... 
Which suit was uh, the boot? The boot. Hold on, I'm getting there. Okay. Okay. You have the Hammer Brothers suit. So this is another dynamic of depth. Of depth, where you have the Hammer. You have different costumes with different agilities. Goddamn suit. Hell yeah. Frog suit. Frog hey, suit. I just want to say, I just want to say, fuck you. You got the awesome game. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Um, the shoe that you're referring to is actually called the Kerbio shoe. Kerbio? It's a little wind-up uh, shoe type deal. I guess it's, it's a you Japanese get it, icon. You get it in level. You get it in, in the fifth world. You can get it to go over a bunch of stuff. This game expanded on the Super Mario Two idea of the mini game. Mm-hmm. Where you had various things like spades. Uh, well, Nintendo's based on a card game. Like the whole game was, uh, their, their, the whole company was founded on card gaming, right? So you had the memory game. The you memory had game. the uh, yeah. the match the uh, the mushroom or the star, or the flower game. Uh, the slot machine. Yep. Uh, it's kind of like a slot machine. It was yeah, yeah, essentially yeah, yeah, a slot, slot machine. machine. Sideways. Um, you had a new dynamic added into it with an overworld map. Okay. Yes, sir. With not only the did the overall world map, but it wasn't based on a level one through three to three to four. No. It was there was multiple castles that would unlock certain positions, different pipes that would take you to different areas. You had hammer brothers that can get you power ups. You had uh, mushroom houses where you can get gear. God, I love this. Um, game. So we're we're not even halfway through the list of the things that this game introduced to the franchise. Right, not even through the suits you need. It had. It had RPG elements to it. Absolutely to right. To power yourself up to go into certain levels. Plus, Think about it. On that overworld map, you could you could beat the same level four different ways. Yes. You didn't have to. Like, say, for example, in the first mini castle in the in the first world, if you got the if you got the whistle, yep. that means you didn't beat the boss. Right. That means if you didn't beat the boss, the gate doesn't unlock. Correct. You can't. There's a gate in every uh, multiple gates sometimes in some cases in yep. each world that don't don't unlock unless you have um, uh, unless you beat that that castle that mini castle. Yep. Plus there's rocks oh, okay. in the way that, that can break. again from from the power ups from the Hammer Brothers you can get hammers that break the rocks and you can also find Damn. those you can also find those power ups and not just with those guys but there's certain uh, I guess you can unlock cheat. Whatever to get those different powers, such as uh, so the skip, the the P wing, things oh, like I love that. The P wing. Yeah, if, if you beat the certain levels, gave you that. Yep. so yeah, she does. But if you beat certain levels in a certain combination of coins and certain combination, they, it will also give you a white mushroom house, which oh, you can yeah. go remember and, those, and you can get that power up in that level. Do you remember the white ghost ships? Yep, we're gonna get to that in the next here. What about uh, uh, music boxes that would sleep the uh, Hammer Brothers? Okay. Uh, I talked a little bit about surface dynamics uh, when it comes to gravity, but you also have the uh, the I- idea of ice um, in in water surfaces in uh, different rough I areas. Hate that okay. World. Um, you have um, this everywhere. is the first game that introduced sort of the Koopa mythology with the, the, all of his kids, the Koopa kids, yeah, which are all named based on um, music icons like Ludwig and Rod and things like that. Rod he, Stewart, yep. Morton, wow. Um, some some of them are some <laughs> yeah. Some of them are really really uh, out there. Like you had, it's like the drummer of a band that you don't even know. Real so, quick, yeah. What was the when you killed a Koopa kid? What was the thing you couldn't do? When the after you beat him, something goes up into the air. Oh, the uh, the wand. Yeah, the, the, wand. the wand. It was a, it was a thing around my house. It still is. If I was playing, you that have to game catch right it now, right in the middle. You got to catch it yes. before it hits the yes. fucking ground. We just did that. 
that flag don't hit the ground. Me and my kids. So we're we're gonna we're gonna get to that next here. Uh, but sorry, we're, bro. We're, no, no, no. With my kids, but you got the uh, most fun game. But you this, did. but there is a, that is legitimate dynamic. Like I yelled at my son the other day <laughs> because he did not He's catch six. that thing in the air. No, yeah, no dude. excuses, bro. Fuck yeah, no. Excuses. No, no. Just get some, get some of that. <laughs> All right. You got to think about the different dynamic levels that they introduce. So you talked about little giant land. You had Desert Land. Best fucking level. Um, Which one? Giant Land. Giant Land. Giant Land. Giant Land was incredible, incredibly fun. Remember, you can switch it back to small. Yes. There right? were certain parts in those you um, could switch it back. It was wow. let's, let's not forget that when you got to the castle, it wasn't a castle. It was an airship. Yep. And if you lost in that airship, the airship would move position. So with, here's where the, yeah, dynamic, the, overworld, yep. the dynamic of the overworld came to play. If you didn't beat a castle correctly or you didn't go to a certain level, because you can skip levels. You didn't yeah. have to play 2-5. No, but if he if there was a rock there that you didn't break and that ship went past two five, yeah, you got to be two five to get there. It's like you trying to avoid the fucking level with the sun exactly. coming down at you to hit you. Uh, that sun I would just hate that, that level, that's level man. Too. Yeah, and it would just mess you up. Right? How many times you did you fuck up the airship and just be like, I'm warping? Well, you know, here, here's all the time. Here, the, remember playing the game in like at certain levels, like uh, what was it like seven three, where you just peewing through the whole thing because it was all piranha plants the whole time. Oh God! Yeah, I remember those, those black little piranha plants. I'd save my per- I'd nuts. save my pee wings for the the tank, and then the well the boat you could swim underneath in the in level in world eight. I'm talking about before you even get to eight one eight two eight three. Yep. Where you had to fight, you had to do the 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 tank and the 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 boat. I think you had to f- maybe an air. So you're talking about you're talking about <laughs> you're talking about some groundbreaking depth to a mm-hmm. video game. Okay, oh, yeah. that's not even counting uh, what i just named is just part of the the game we're not even talking about like notable like uh where where you started really seeing i guess cheats built-in cheats come into play the whole drop down the white box thing um to go behind the level to go get the oh, whistle yeah right oh, yeah um, yeah yeah you know you had things like if you got certain coin certain amount of coins or hit in a certain amount of time you would get, either get the coin ship the treasure ship or you get the white mushroom the uh, first house time- or what about um, at the end of each level, if you speed run and hit the square, you get a star. You get a star. Yep. You had to be running just three yep. stars in a row. You had to be on a full sprint for X amount of seconds, well, right before yeah, it would you trigger. Got, you'd always get a one up if you got three beat three levels in a row. Yeah. But if you got the the pictures in order, yep. you would get certain. Ah, uh, let's see. You can do the uh, dual whistle cheat. You remember that where you would if you get the first and second whistle, you blow the first whistle. Uh, and then you blow the second whistle immediately after that. You don't have to play all level eight. You go immediately to the last level. You're, you you go from one one to eight. La- that's it. Well, you would go. You wow. blow the first whistle. Yeah. You'd go to the. You yeah, take the exactly. pipe to the next to the third level, and then you would immediately blow the whistle again. And you go to eight. I have to. I have to. I have to remember this that. though. I have to remember this though. But I think there was a way to do it so that you can skip out all the sub levels of eight and end up at just the last one. Those sub levels are the bitch. Oh, they're the so hard. And, oh, well, do you remember right, right. another another about. notable cheat was you remember going into uh, eight two and, and instead of going through all the the airship. You would just swim under that thing. That was the boat. Yeah. Yeah. You just get under that thing and you, just keep pressing A as hard you, as you can. Yeah. You would. You'd have to listen to the and then because then and then there was two boats. It was yeah. one big boat at the front. Yeah. If you didn't keep doing it though, you would die. Yep. 
Like oh yeah, you would get yeah, you're done. But then in between the two boats, you'd see Mario pop up, and you'd be like, okay, you're still good. Some other some other very notable things um, that this the, I guess the mythology I guess is the word for for this game. Like I remember if you if you beat uh, one of the the, the levels. Wearing a tanuki suit or wearing a hammer suit or wearing toad would give you an alternate saying like he would make a comment about uh, Something different than saying hey the person is another castle whatever, you know, he would make an alternate uh, Comment she used to send you letters at the end of it. what princess uh, would yeah. yeah, what was the worst suit you could get? frog frog <laughs> by far other than the frog world the the world three which is all water the frog suit is fucking I hated the frog suit. Well, you know what I used to do is I used to. And one of the things, one of the the dynamics that this game also kind of introduced was the off-world inventory system, where you had mm-hmm. uh, you were able to stockpile yep. your 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 gear, and and if you were struggling with a level, you would like pee, either peewing it or get a leaf, right, fo- and raccoon it up, or use your suit or star yeah, or whatever. Going in hard. Yeah, going at it hard, right? And then what I used to do was I would I, – I can't recall exactly what levels I did it in, but I remember I would go into, like, level 2-4, and then I would, I would be able to hit certain mushrooms, and then I would kill myself until I had to start over. But you would start over at that level. Right, so you would still start at level two, but you still have to go through two, one, two, two, yeah, two, three, yeah, two, four. yeah. So it what would, I would do is I would keep beating that level, and I was a kid, right, right, and I would just stockpile Jesus gear. Christ, that works. Yeah, I would because because your inventory carries on into a continue, right? So I would just I didn't know that. Yeah, know that so either. I I would just stockpile my new gear. dimension to that game right now. Oh yep. fuck. Um. So I, I guess I guess my point to to all this is that you, you have a game. That yes, Super Mario Brothers two changed changed some stuff up, man. Super Mario Brothers one was groundbreaking. Uh, it got its foot in the it door. It got its foot in the door. <laughs> Super Mario Brothers three set the standard for you games. You can oh, tell yeah. just by the way me and Bob are like so eager to jump in, the how much reverence we have for this game, rather than when Super Mario Bro- talking about Super Mario Brothers one, we're talking about Super Mario Brothers two. Yeah. Which is completely different. It's got a really cool backstory to it, but when you get to Super Mario Brothers three, how fucking great that game was! You know, that's the game we all and, and played. So the, here's yeah. the here's the thing: the mythology of that game is kind of crazy because you, even two, even but. the uh, so you talked about Super Mario Brothers two, Chuck, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and you talked about how the whole sequence was like okay, it was a dream, right? At the end, spoiler. So the, so the whole fan theory uh, around Super Mario Brothers three because the opening scrawl is 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 the curtains, and you're always exiting stage right. Yep. It's it's all a giant play that's mm-hmm. put on by the Mario team, right? There's a lot of curtains. Yeah, exactly. Like and then like wow. if you look at like the blocks, they're always hanging off of uh, like a like a wire in in the game, and right? Like it's a stage. Even yep. there's lights that are hanging. Absolutely. So yep. so there's a there's a ton of elements in there that, that fans think that it's a, it's a it's a stage based game. You know the, this this is this game has had such an impact in pop culture. Like we, you, you mentioned, uh, uh, what's his name, uh, Carmack from ID Software. Uh, John Carmack. Yeah, he he went nuts. For, um, uh, I think he hacked a version of this game and put in um, Dangerous Dave, one of his characters, and sent that to Nintendo, and they were just like, "What the hell?" Yeah, uh, it was Commander Keen. Maybe that's what it was. I don't exactly remember, but uh, <laughs> he he did stuff like that. I mean, I mean that, that's how much of an impact they had on the guys that created freaking Doom. You know, read Masters of Doom, please. Yes. Because it will teach you Good so book. much about the video game industry and, and the dynamics of it. But any, anyway, I digress. Anyway, so 
you know, for me, for me personally, like, you know, I, I, I recently picked up the NES Classic and I interviewed last night over dinner my children. Oh, my God. Okay, so I got, oh, an, inter- to your kids? I got an interview with my kids about this game. <laughs> All right. I fucking love this game. Um, first of all, before we get into that, let's let's think think back to your childhood. Do you did any of you guys have a notebook of end game solutions? No. Uh no. I did. I had a notebook. <laughs> wow. Where Wait, hold on. I drew That's out not shocking. No. I drew That's out. Funny, though. I drew out every cuz there was like eight different end game versions. Oh, maybe more. I don't remember, but I had a notebook for the solution for every possible end game the f- memory card game that you could possibly get. So I would go into I would get I would get awarded the end game. Yes. And I would go flip a card or two and I had it figured out and get it all in one shot and then go get another one and another one. And if you remember, if you got to level seven three, because you got you got it for every like seven thousand points. Oh shit. You're talking about the fucking mini game? Yeah, me, me, the memory game. I end had game. I had real quick, the reason I didn't have that was because I had when you subscribe resubscribe to Nintendo Power you got a choice of some of their things. Yes, I remember that. Yep. The book all about Mario, which had everything. You had um, there was a few different of these giant things, and I got the thing that called the Atlas. Basically, it broke down every map in about twelve different games, and in that Atlas, yeah, was all the solutions to, to the all the games. match games. Yeah, to all the match yeah. games. So you would be you'd pick the first card, and then you you'd it would be a, a flower. Yep. And then you'd be like, okay, well, let's look at all the solutions possible for the flower. Yes. And then you pick the second you. card. I got you. So yeah, so I actually I, I drew that, that out in my notebook. Wow. You know what I mean? I got you now. Because I had a whole wow. I had a whole notebook, spiral notebook, that sure. like Mortal Kombat two cheat codes, Mario Endgame. I, I did have something like I that. I had tons of stuff in there. I didn't there, have the Mario right? tons of stuff because in there. I had that atlas. It was awesome. So and, and, I digress it, again. Okay, awesome. is it weird that I would write my notes down in the back of the um, flyers for the games where the notes no, went. No, it's not weird. The, the instruction I, manual. Yeah. Well, no, there was a weird. whole page that said. That's no, what I yeah. honestly. What I, that's where I no, would this, my shit down. No, that was the whole. They, that's what game. Nintendo was good at, man. They they package these deals. Like oh, I could talk I've been collecting these things, man. And 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 like I have, I have the instruction manuals and the map from the Legend of Zelda, and it's so cool, man. From back in the day. Yeah, like, the, the original, original one. Yeah, absolutely. Wow. It's awesome, you know. But any, anyway, um, so. You know, I, 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 my kids and I started playing this game. Okay. Um, when we got the NES Classic, and we were yeah, because you were telling me about how like the cord is so short, you gotta sit real close. Yeah, no, TV, it, but it, it makes you. But it's like when we were kids again, man. Exactly. Like, like I'm sitting there with my kids, and we're cr- sitting cross-legged, seriously two foot from the TV, man, and we're jamming on Super Mario Brothers three. I remember and that. I, um, we, I'm not we gonna both lie did to you. The same thing when we were there. I, I, I was dying like crazy, man. Like. It the the button dynamics, A B, mm-hmm. is so different than an Xbox or a PlayStation or whatever you know, and you forget, you forget that era, you know the the you know one of the one of the points that I didn't bring up was that Super Mario Brothers three also had a wicked uh, number of button combinations that you actually had to use, like you had to pick up an object and run with it and then throw it and then you know fly and tap. And they they expertly expertly used the D pad and the two buttons that they had available to make the game so much more dynamic because it was no longer from Super Mario Brothers Run where you're just running and jumping, okay? You're picking up objects, you're flying, you're turning into Tanuki, 
you're you're doing bomb drops from a, from the air with a tanuki suit. You're using the hammer, you know, and they they expertly used a combination of the the A B buttons to mash them at the same time or mash this and that together at the same time to do those things, and that was kind of groundbreaking in a way, you know, because it made the game more in depth, you know. Yeah. So anyway, so I so my kids started playing this, and I asked him over dinner like what. What are their thoughts around Super Mario Brothers 3? And the first thing that they all agree to is that it's incredibly difficult, but it's addictive. And you don't appreciate how challenging NES games actually were. Because let's think about this. Let's think about this. Okay. The last few games I've played, and the one of the major ones I'm thinking about is, is the, the latest Resident Evil I was playing on Xbox. It's essentially guiding you through it, okay? It's just trial and error, trial and error. You're, you're, it's guiding you through it. Super Mario Brothers 3, man, like, you had to figure that out, you know? And my kids, I'm watching my kids play this, and the simplicity of it, to you and me right now, to you, us three, mm-hmm. it's a simple game, agreed? Sure. Yeah. yeah. But is it, Platform. though? Is it compared to what, what we play now? It's. I we, would say... I. I would say now a days they they don't care about replay value now as much. Like back in yes. the day, like even when you look back at Super Mario Brothers one, um, the reason why certain games are as hard as they are is because they're thinking about like in the arcades you'd have to pump more quarters in, you want things to be harder, you want them to yep. come back, keep trying to play. Okay? So back when games weren't coming out every single week and, you know, the video game industry wasn't as strong as it was and games or major blockbusters. It, it, it was how do we get them to keep playing this game Correct. for a while? And that leads into my point. So we're going to make this a little bit harder. We're going to make the, the, the Mario was great at gradually cranking up that difficulty in every one of the games. But, that, but they, they, they found the sweet spot and, and, and it, it kind of summed up for me. With the with the sweet spot with when I was interviewing my kids about this game because they said it's it's difficult but it's addictive. They found that sweet spot where it's hard enough that it makes you come back to it I, every single time. I'd say you're right. Most games nowadays hold your fucking hand to get through these things. They do, and because they realize that if this game can't hold your attention or if it's too fucking hard, you'll just quit and fucking play yep, something else. Unless will. it's Dark Souls where it sits there and tells you how hard the fucking game is. I've never played a Dark Souls you game. Know, All I know is that everybody tells me how hard they are, but I bet it's no harder than fucking Monster Hunter or anything else where you try your ass off. You just got to figure yeah. it out how to kill something. Here, here's here's how I'll sum it, up. But the, Mario the, and stuff, they didn't do those. They don't do tutorials. No, it just you just have to. You try go it. in it. The other depth to that is too is like think about think about the first level you played in Super Mario Brothers three, like you find out that it, it eventually you don't find this out the first time, but eventually you find out that you can fly up, and you find another pipe, or or, or you actually find clouds that give you a one up, and then later on you find another pipe, and then and later on in the game you find. You can do all sorts of different weird stuff. Well, and here's like you take from Super Mario Brothers two, where you can pick up things, and you can, and you you were able to ride enemies with flat yep. heads, or yep. even like the star guys or whatever. You were able to pick them yeah. up and throw them. In this, in Super Mario Brothers three, what's the first thing you can do? You can jump on a guy. The turtle shell's still sitting there. You can pick it up and then throw it and against the block to get can, a leap. 
mushroom or a leaf. leaf. Yeah. You got it. You can pick it up and kick it to wherever you want it to so, go. So I would argue that, that well, what's in my, my Emoto knew what he was doing. And what's weird about it is when you read interviews, when, yeah. you, when you read interviews about this game with him, he regrets to this day. He doesn't, he's not happy with it. He was not happy with his game. He goes back and says he wishes he could do X, Y, Z differently every time. And it's like, man, what are you talking about? This game is perfection. But it's a fucking masterpiece. He, he's a ma- yeah, absolutely. But this guy is such a perfectionist that he was not happy when this game released, you know. And and he's still mad about it. So a- anyway, so long story short, I I I inter- more short story long. Yeah, whatever. So I got I anyway. I, I one of my the the proudest things I had was my my daughters and my son were playing this game together in the last couple of weeks. And I was away uh, on a on a trip with one of my kids uh, this last week, and so the NES was at the house. Sure. My youngest daughter's grinding this game the whole time I'm gone. Oh shit! I get home, and I see on her face she's so excited to tell me something. She says, "Dad, I did it! I got past level three by myself." <laughs> and I was like, "That is the spirit of Super Mario Brothers three yeah. right there." I, it's a timeless That's it. game. That's it's it. A timeless game. And in fact, uh, just for the record, uh, you guys were able to purchase the NES Classics. Yep. I had just purchased a new vape mod for the exact <laughs> same price a uh, day before they went back on yeah, sale. Yeah. And wasn't able to convince my wife to uh, let me use the $60 to get another one because she says I hardly play the SNES Classic, which I do play. It's still boxed up from the move. So all I've you played suckers, my, uh, NES Classic more than my all you suckers that paid uh, two hundred and fifty bucks when that thing came out, <laughs> I got <laughs> mine for fifty nine, baby. Yeah. Same here. I man. still though, I, I I have a tradition when I go into a Walmart or any store, I still walk over and look and, and see, see if, if it's any. there. You know what pisses me off the most is the last two times I've been to Walmart. They've had the SNES Classics sitting there. Have they? And no NES Classics. Mm, that pisses you off? Well, yeah, because we had to bust our ass to go. When we were going to see Black Panther, I had to fucking leave the movie to, go, right. to, go, yeah, get an S, right. to get, go get two SNES Classics, which I still do love. Yeah. I have a game of Link to the Past started right oh, now. That's another podcast. It's a great game. So anyway, can I? I'm going to summarize it up. So you know, I, I, like I said, my kids love it. It's timeless, um, groundbreaking. The dynamics and depth of this game was was it, it shook shook it up. Like it, it it pretty much said, "Hey, look, Sega, we're still in it." You know, Nintendo's still around. Uh, it, the replayability on it is endless. Yeah, I would I would I would play Super Mario Brothers three anytime over any other Mario game. I, I will leave you with this. Any other Mario? I'll leave game. you with this. Yeah, man. Incredible. To be honest with you, my wife, like, she loves Mario. Loves Mario. Like, we had the new Super Mario Brothers Wii, the four player one. It was super fun. We used to play that all the time with the kids or do whatever else. When we got the SNES Classic, she wanted me to play Super Mario Brothers World with her. I am good at it, I don't like it. As much as three. If we had three, Super Mario Bros. 3, I would play that a lot <laughs> more. You know what? I didn't even mention half of the stuff about this. Like, for example, the game had a, uh, a new memory management controller chip added to it. That's why the, the game was so graphically sound. Uh, it, was, it looked good. Because um, it had a, it had an advanced chip in it. There's so much, there is so much lore associated with this. We don't even have time to get into it. I think I said enough about it. That's God, one, too. Love it. 
the first time you hear that music. Or when the sun's chasing your ass. That is not the opening. The sun's chasing your butt. Yes, the sun. That is the sun level, too. I hate them. It's one, two, or it's the one with the grassy level with all the sliding. You slide down and hit some good. That's also an area, one, two, where you can bang out a shit ton of XX lives. Yeah, just keep jumping on them. Goombas. Yep. They keep coming out the T pipe. Just shoot up the T pipe. Sure. This has been our Super Mario Brothers discussion. God. I know it's been super fucking geeky. I understand that. But who doesn't love Super Mario Brothers? Who doesn't love going back and list, thinking about all their childhood memories? And if you're under the age of like 25, you might remember Super Mario Brothers 3. Hopefully you do. Did you, you actually know the game was originally designed as isometric? So you're supposed to be more like a uh, like a top down look, like a like a. Clunger. I would not like bird's that. eye view. Yeah. Kind of. Kind of. Isometric is like uh, what's the uh, what's the game we play where we're uh, dudes running around beating stuff up all day long. Uh, what? Diablo. Diablo, like a oh, Diablo okay. look where it's looking down. Gauntlet. It, it, that's that's kind of like an iso, that's kind of yeah, an, an isometric look. Fallout Tactics, isometric look. Fallout Tactics is good, but um, uh, who doesn't love Mario? I mean, y- y- Mario's an iconic character. Of course, uh, everybody knows who he is. Um, it, Mario Brothers Three is that's m- one that's of my top the games. Pentultimate game for me. It's I can't really think of anything that tops like, it right now. When I think head. of NES, I think of Mario Brothers Three. I think of Mega Man Two. Those are the only two games. And Bubble Bobble. I'm a fucking monster NES. That. Yeah. Yeah, I and, and punch out. Punch I guess I go with those top four for me. I have to throw punch in Legend of Zelda. Uh, top five for me. <laughs> <laughs> I forget. Yeah, you forget about all these classics that we got. You guys, who wants to share their Mario memories? I'll post something on Facebook. Leave a comment. I mean, everybody Let loves us know. Mario. Give email us something. Us if you don't want to post it, email us something. Give us some secrets we didn't mention. Yeah. Chewy at gmail.com. We Just got, send us something. We got bonus Chewies coming up. If you, we have emails, we will read them. Yeah. I mean, we'll read them. We'll get you out there. Uh, we love everybody. Nothing uh, bad. Uh, but no, you can get a, you can find <laughs> us. Look on Facebook. It's the Bo Chewy Podcast Show. I'm posting stuff up there all the time. Yeah. Uh, we are on Twitter at Bo Chewy. I'm gonna get better at Twitter here pretty soon. I don't know when, but someday. That's disgusting. Uh, it's it's it's. If I was four years younger, I'd realize how to use Twitter better. Hey, um, yo. Maybe you should ask your son how to use it. Or maybe <laughs> we should give our email address, which is Bo Chewy at gmail dot com, so all those people can send us. Stuff they want to go to uh, bochewy.podbean.com for our website. Hey, that's a web page. And How about you can that? Just stream our stuff. You can comment. You can like. You can do whatever on there. And most importantly, if you enjoyed listening to this or any of our other episodes, tell a friend. They're bored too. Tell I guarantee them. you. Do it. Like I listen to podcasts all fucking do day. Do it. I mean, do it. It's just lots of fun to do. Do it. Do it. Do it. Has anybody else ever referenced the Ben Stiller fucking Owen Wilson Starsky and Hutch movie? That was no. my favorite part in that movie. It's the when best I, part. I remember when I was saw it, first saw that movie, I was in college, and I called you afterwards. I already had seen it, I think. You did, and we do were, it. and I was just like, do it, do it, do, do it. it. But uh, thanks for listening, and uh, you got something else? Right. Check you later, Bill and Ted. <laughs> All right, guys, have a great Monday. Talk to you later. Later. Good, 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 good.
Good welcome. <laughs> <laughs>